Before we begin, a word of warning. We talk about topics which some people may feel offended by. We're talking about racial topics. We're talking about sexual topics. We use some very dirty language. Listener discretion is advised. An anthology about the bad, the short-lived, and the forgotten shows and events in television history. This is It Was a Thing on TV. Before I change my mind! I give you Super Train! Episode 360. Smooth. Submission number 007. Australia's naughtiest home videos. You know, in retrospect, we should have preserved 007 to the 1954 Casino Royale movie. In retrospect, yes. Or what you could have done is you could have said all this like Roger Moore or Sean Connery. Australia's naughtiest home videos aired as a one-off on September 3rd, 1992, on the Nine Network Australia. And that happens to be less episodes than both Uncle Crocs Block and the Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle Show. Well, guys, for the first time ever, I'm introducing something on the It Was a Thing on TV podcast. Now, I have painstakingly kept track in chronological order of Every entry we've covered, guys. So here's a fun stat for you. This is the fifth show we've covered on this podcast that started in September of 1992. Now, the other four shows we've covered that started in September of 1992, Wild West Cowboys of New Mesa, which we covered back in episode 189, Golden Palace, which we covered in episode 143, Camp Wilder, which we did back in episode 315, and the fourth and final one back in episode 203. Knights and Warriors. And let me just say, King Arthur, he would not be proud of Australia's naughty home videos. You never know. You don't know how much of a pervert King Arthur was. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe that explains why his wife in the movie First Night with coincidentally Sean Connery cheated on him with Richard Gere in the movie First Night. Never thought he'd get a reference to First Night on this podcast. Warning. This is an adults-only program. Not, I repeat, not Australia's funniest home video show. Certain scenes and language may offend some wussy girls, blouse, and Nancy boy viewers. <laughs> Australia's naughtiest home videos is a one-off presentation. So off, it'll only be on once. <laughs> oh, so sophisticated. Cheers! It's Australia's naughtiest home videos. The program recommended by nine out of ten doctors, four out of five social workers, and two out of work truck drivers. And here's the naughtiest host of them all, Doug Mulray. My God, I can't believe you actually found the opening to that. I found the entire-ish program. Entire-ish? Entire-ish. It's quite an interesting story, and um, we gotta go back a bit to the beginning. In 1986, Tokyo Broadcasting System launched a series called Kato-chan Ken-chan Gokiken Terebi, or as Anglophones would call it, 
fun TV with Katachan and Kenchan. It was basically a television variety show in Japan mimicking the Carol Burnett show in the US or the Betty Hill show in the UK. But before 1990, it was known primarily for entertaining Leslie Nielsen for an episode. True story, Leslie Nielsen made an appearance on Fun TV with Katachan and Kenchan. I got a question before we go on, just because I'm curious. Uh-huh. If you know, was he trying to promote the Naked Gun at that time? Because that would have been 88, and you said this started in 86. I do not know. Okay. This show aired in concurrence with the rise of the affordable home camcorder, particularly in Japan. So, part of the show was dedicated to viewer-submitted unintentionally funny home movies in which the hosts, Ken Shimura and Chakato, would comment. Once upon a time in 1989, Vin DeBona, American producer, he was traveling through Japan and ran across this show. So he struck a deal with the Tokyo Broadcasting System, TBS, to bring a version of this show to America. That show, of course, would be called America's Funniest Home Videos. And our Sunday nights were filled with such fun from Bob Saget. Narrating funny clips of ball shots. Oh! And also we should add, the announcer was Ernie Anderson, and you know how much we love him around here. Of course... Bob Saget was the original host of America's Funniest Home Videos. And following him would be, in order, Daisy Fuentes and John Fugelsang as a team, Richard Kind in a series of specials, D.L. Hughley in a series of specials, Mike and Carrie Kasem in a series of specials, Stuart Scott in a series of specials, Steve Carell in a series of specials, and then a full-blown revival with Tom Bergeron, followed by Alfonso Ribeiro, who hosts to this very day. Now, Steve Carell, would that have been before The Office when he was still on The Daily Show? I believe it would be. Oh, it had to be, because didn't Bergeron start on America's Funniest Home Videos like late in the Hollywood Squares run, like 2002-ish? 2001, actually. So I'd assume that Steve Carell was before Tom Bergeron, you'd think. Yeah, the series of specials aired between 1999 and 2000. Sort of as a test flight to see if they would want to continue it as a series after Daisy Fuentes and John Fugelsang hosted. That was terrible. No, no, you mean nearly killed the franchise. Oh, God, yeah. that was so unwatchable with John Bugles thing and Daisy Fuentes. Don't, don't let them go planetarium. Oh, why, Van Gelder? The machine, the machine is, uh, The machine is, uh, uh, that's probably bad. He's been talking about the machine for hours. That and Daisy Fuentes. Why? Why America's Funniest Home Videos? Why? So that was actually the first TV show licensed by TBS to air the Funniest Home Videos format. Fun fact, ABC to this day pays a royalty to TBS for use of the format, never mind the fact that Kato and Ken have not been on air since their video game dropped on the TurboGrafx-16. Wait, they had a video game on the TurboGrafx-16? Time out! Let me be clear here. In Japan, it's the PC engine. Oh, Let's the get PC that engine. If, yeah, the PC engine if you want to be all Japanese about it. <laughs> hey, they don't call our Genesis games Genesis games. They call they them call Mega them Drive Mega games. Drive games, yes. So, yeah, Kato and Ken had a video game on the PC engine. It was localized and stripped of all of the ribald humor and released in the U.S. as J.J. and Jeff. The hell is J.J. and Jeff? Wait! 
Was it a game based around DJ Jazzy Jeff? No. And oh, that's then, why it didn't sell well. DJ Jazzy Jeff could have had his own TurboGrafx-16 game. And, well, let's be honest. It wouldn't move any TurboGrafx-16. No, it would so not. No, nobody owned the TurboGrafx-16. No, they did not. I wanted to own a TurboGrafx-16. My brother wanted to own a TurboGrafx-16. There was just one problem with that. You're paying more money for less power than the Genesis. Well, hold on. Now you can go to like any used game store and get a TurboGrafx 16 and buy like a Turbo EverDrive, and you can put all the TurboGrafx 16 ROMs and PC Engine ROMs on there, and you can play every game to your heart's content on it. Don't they have like a miniature TurboGrafx 16 that you can get? Oh yeah, because Konami now owns the rights to the TurboGrafx 16. So yeah, they put out their own mini console when the mini console craze happened in the late 2010s. Yeah, and that was until the Sony PlayStation Classic killed it. Wait a second, guys. I'm actually looking up stuff about JJ and Jeff the video game. It was released on the Wii Virtual Console. Now, obviously, yeah, it's long gone. The the, the eShop for uh, Wii is gone. And actually, as of the time you hear this, I think the uh, 3DS and... Uh, the Wii U virtual shops are closing on the 27th of March. So Okay, so it's going to be about a week from now. So if you want to get anything, get it fast. But, oh my gosh, this was actually on the Wii Virtual Console. Wow. Wow, indeed. Anyway, the format for this show, for Fun TV with Katuchan and Kenshan, it was exported to at least 20 countries. And it's still running in... Four of them. Of course, it's still airing in the U.S. It's airing in Brazil. It's airing in Italy. And it's airing in Czechia, or the Czech Republic. Who knew the Italians loved their ball shots, too? But until 2014, it was also airing and it's one of their longest-running airs from 1990 to 2014 in Australia. It was one of the gems on the Nine Network schedule. In fact, who here remembers Graham Kennedy? Yeah, I remember him. He was the original host of Australia's Funniest Home Video Show. He has since been replaced by Jackie McDonald... Lisa Patrick, Joe Beth Taylor, Katrina Roundtree, Kim Kilby, Tony Pearson, and finally Shelley Craft. Lisa Patrick, by the way, was in future entry Livin' on CBS during the early 90s. But around this time, Nine Network commissioned a version of the show because... You know how this show works. You send in a video. If the producers like it, they put it on the show to play for the money. And then they vote on who wins the money. And whoever gets the most votes wins. But there are certain videos that will never see the light of day on that show. If we're not for content or uh, the racy aspect as it were. So Nine Network took all of the videos that were not soon to air in the original show, which at this point would be like two years worth. They took the best and the funniest of them and they ordered a one-off special called Australia's Naughtiest Home Videos. And they got DJ Doug Mulray to host. At this point, Doug Mulray would be the DJ on 3JJ, which would be uh, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation's alternative rock station. Doug Mulray, radio and TV host, big head of hair on him, he was tapped to host this show. And this show was shot on a modified version of the Australia's Funniest Home Video Show set 
where everything was toned down, everything was brightly lit, and there was a guitarist in the house. And from the first five minutes of this show, you knew that it was going to be absolutely terrible. I have queued up the broadcast as it originally aired. The following jokes were made in 1992 as they originally aired. It includes a rip on Rodney King at the time. It was oh, come wrong. on! It was wrong then. It is wrong now. Jeez! Yeah, I told you. Terrible. Well, beyond terrible, it's tasteless. Yes. May you be prosperous and grow to an enormous size. <laughs> I've just heard this is a record audience for Channel 9. About 160 more than the room is supposed to hold. If it's a fire, you're all going to die. <laughs> Thank you, Rob, for the most sensational collection of home videos since Rodney King nicked out one night for a pizza recently. Jeez. This, is a, uh, this is a special presentation from the people who bring you Australia's funniest home videos. As you've just heard, we've fattened up the theme a little. Nice new set, sort of. And of course, I'm not Lisa Patrick. I'm not Lisa. Mind you, well, you could clap that, couldn't you? I, I think Greg's reaction speaks for all of us. I, actually, also Chico with his arms folded, I think, speaks for all of us. Arms folded and head shaken. Yeah, that's not off to a good start. No. It couldn't go downhill from here, could it? You want me to keep playing the video, don't you? Boy, Uncle Croc's block looks really good in retrospect, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Although I, I did cut down one of her frocks. And I also stole one of her bath towels to make soup out of. Now, be nice. Now, when Channel 9 asked me... Time out. I just want to say one thing. Is it just me? Or does facially the host of this show looks like a cross? And if they needed, if, like, say, Greg the Hammer Valentine meeting with Mama Fratelli. Oh, God! Oh, God! No, he looks like somebody, but I can't put my finger on it. I think he's an athlete. Oh, he looks like Trevor Lawrence a little bit, like a puffy Trevor Lawrence. That's the perfect comparison. Trevor Lawrence and Mama Fratelli had a baby, it'd be that guy. Yes, if Trevor Lawrence and Mama Fratelli mated, it would look like Doug Mulray in 1992. And also Greg the Hammer Valentine. And also Greg the Hammer Valentine is in there somewhere as well. But as bad as the intro was, and my God, it was terrible, the content was... Infinitely worse. Touch on the rocks. Oh, I see a bad moon rising. It's oh, so chunky you could carve it. Here at the Ferndangler Institute, our novel genetic research program continues unabated despite budgetary cuts. Not many people see value in the cross of totally unrelated species, but let's allow. Just wait until we free the birds that only have some horsemen. This is called Shiatsu Massage. It is designed to stimulate and revitalize the internal organs. If I am pressing you here, your digestive system will be working on the double. Oh. Perhaps I am touching a little bit too hard. This little girl has lost her purse. Hey, Mr. Kangaroo, is that her purse down there? No, it must be his. I think we need to go over what we just saw, because we saw 
four clips there, I believe. We did see four clips. The first <laughs> clip was a bungee jumper who apparently lost their bottom or it went over their head. They're wearing a skirt. Let's also add that. No, I'm pretty sure that was a kilt. Okay, it was either a skirt or a kilt. The point is it was not trousers. It was not pants. Yeah, and I, and I say it was a kilt because it went over the jumper's head as they were going down. And then after a while, we see the jumper's buttocks. Yeah, we see her ass. And the second clip was a dog humping a duck. The third clip was a pair of elephants. One elephant was on top of the other, and the elephant, I believe, that was on the bottom, defecated as a result of the weight of the first elephant. There's no proper way of addressing up what happened in the fourth clip. A girl grabbed a kangaroo's change purse. That's the best way of saying it. That is the best way of saying it. Especially since down in Australia, they do make coin purses out of that. Use your imagination, kids. So this continues for, I want to say, uh, 15 or so minutes. When, while Carrie Packer is somewhere in Australia eating dinner. Hold on. Before we say anything, who is Carrie Packer? I'm glad you asked that question. Carrie Packer was a media mogul in the day. And by this time, he would own Nine Network. The Packer empire included Robert Clyde Packer, his grandfather who owned two Sydney newspapers, and his father, Sir Frank Packer, who was one of Australia's first media moguls. His son, James, was executive chairman of PBL before resigning in 2008. So we're talking about somebody maybe akin to Ted Turner, possibly? Maybe even bigger than that? Maybe even bigger, yes. He's known for ownership of Channel 9 and other media and journalism interests. And also, he was the owner of World Series Cricket. Through his family company, Consolidated Press Holdings, Packer was the major shareholder with a 37% holding in Publishing and Broadcasting Limited, the aforementioned PBL. And until his death, he owned Nine Network and Australian Consolidated Press, which produces many of Australia's top-selling magazines. He was also involved in a number of other gambling and tourism ventures, notably Crown Casino in Melbourne. And Nine Network and Australian Consolidated Press has since been divested to PBL Media. This was after his death. Widely respected in business circles, courted by politicians on both sides, and widely regarded as one of the most astute businessmen of his time, despite having been a poor student, Kerry Packer's reputation was legendary and he made some good investments. But again, he was not a self-made man. He was a product of his family business. Until his death in 2005, he was the man behind Nine Network, which was airing this show. So Kerry Packer, who is having dinner, gets a phone call about what was going on on his network. So he turned on TCN9, which was the flagship station of the Nine Network. It would be like uh, you're having dinner in New York and you turn on WABC for the flagship station of the ABC network. And what followed was perhaps one of the most legendary telephone exchanges in Australian television history. He called the studio's operators. He called Master Control and uttered 
one sentence, six words long. Greg, would you like to do the honors? Get that shit off the air. And within minutes, the show was pulled off the air. Depending on where you were watching in Australia, one of three things happened. The show threw to a commercial, at which point a sounder played. And I have the sounder here, too. We apologize for this interruption. Unfortunately, a technical problem prevents us continuing our scheduled program for the moment. In the meantime, we bring you a brief alternative program. That was the sounder that aired all across Australia. So the first option, they went to a commercial and that sounder played. The second option is during the commercial, they would get the cue to cut the feed and then as they were coming back to the show, that sounder played. Or if you were living in Perth, you did not get the show at all. Instead, you got alternative programming. But in the East, the rest of the show was substituted in with an episode of Cheers. Despite Packer's objections to the series... It was a hit. It had a record studio audience. And after the announcement, Nine reported thousands of phone calls from irate viewers, 65% of them upset with the cancellation. In contrast to 60 callers who called in during the show's broadcast complaining about the show. They were just wondering why the show was cut in the middle and switched over to Cheers. This story made headlines the next day. And the day after, Packer showed up at the headquarters, held meetings in which he loudly berated managers and censors referring to the program as, and now I'm quoting, disgusting and offensive shit. After which, Mulray and many of the staff who were involved with the creation of the special were fired. And Mulray was banned for life from Channel 9. Chris Noble, who was the head of the Drama and Entertainment division of Channel 9, hit the original tape in the archives of the network's Willoughby studio, never to be released. The next day on his radio show, Mulray said, I am the first man in Australian history to be pulled off by Kerry Packer. I don't think we've gotten too deep into the videos. We talked about the first four videos in the show. I think we need to paint a broader picture so you can see why there was outrage either positively or negatively of this show. So obviously we have the joke uh, about Rodney King that went over like a lead balloon. Uh, a lot of the videos had shots of animal genitalia, humans or animals doing some sort of intercourse. There were videos of people who accidentally or humorously disrobed, stripped essentially. There was a man lifting a barbell with his penis I'm not even going to ask. A man getting his head squeezed between an erotic dancer's large breasts. And I think that was going to be the fifth video if we went on, because I saw there was some female that looked uh, very big, if you know what I mean. And there was a guy sitting in a chair. So I'm going to guess that was video five, which we stopped at. Uh, there's an elderly woman removing an envelope from a stripper's undergarments with her dentures. Oh, boy. Two people running into water with flaming pieces of toilet paper hanging from their buttocks. And two people having sex in the middle of a park. So naughty does not describe these videos. I think indecent describes most of these videos, uh, especially if there's 
no blurring. I'm sure there's creative blurring, but like, how do you even show a video of a person lifting a barbell with his penis? That's a penis. How do you show that sort of thing, Mike? Very carefully. Well, very carefully, obviously. But I understand that Britain is very lax about nudity and stuff like that. But also at the same time, isn't Australia like really big on censorship? I know with video games, they're really strict about video game censorship. Maybe they're not as concerned about TV censorship. I don't know. I couldn't even begin to tell you. But if you think that is the end of the story, Mike, you won't believe what happens after the break. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's Australia's favourite gift shop. And if you buy the two together, you actually get a free set of state With Glenridge and Marina Pryor. Brought to you by Maya. It's all right, Marina. Hold yourself together. 7 o'clock tomorrow night on Channel 9. It cheers the final episode Australia's been waiting for. You want to know what I love? Beer, Norm? Yeah, how quick. An emotional and hilarious movie-length special that brought America to a standstill. Will you marry me? No! The highest-rating program watched by 90 million people. This is the best day in the history of Cheers. And Shelley Long returns to say farewell. I'd hardly call myself a star. Well, I didn't say you were. Cheers, the big finale premieres at the special time of 8.30 Thursday on Channel 9. How to speak Australian. Elbows down, keep it clean. That's it, mate. The mum moves in. Marriage cancellor. Fosters, Australian for beer. The speeding truck. The dog you swerve to miss. The drunk driver at 2 a.m. With airbag protection, Toronto is now safer. Thursday, let your taste buds get away to the adventurous, the fun, definitely my kind of fishing, and the exotic. What cooking? It's a getaway food and drink special. Thursday, 7.30 on Channel 9. Welcome back, and I hope you spotted the fake Australian commercial, obviously. It was beer, Foster's, Australian for yeah. So, where we Fuck left off? He's laughing our... his ass off. Hold on. <laughs> Your impersonation of the Foster's ad is just absolutely impeccable. It's on point. So yeah, where we last left off, Australia's naughtiest home videos aired for like fifteen minutes or so. Carrie Packer called the station ordered it off the air, and basically fired everybody who had anything to do with this show. That was in 1992. Fast forward 16 years later, and the original tape of the show that was hidden by Noble in the archives... Remember, Carrie Packer was dead for three years now, but the original tape was found by the head of factual television of Nine Network at the time. And somebody at Nine Network said, you know what? We should air this! The show was aired, somewhat semi-quasi-censored, at 8.30 on August 28, 2008, one week short 
of 16 years since the show originally aired. Promoted as, and now I'm quoting, the show Carrie Packer didn't want you to see, it featured commentary from comedian and host of Family Feud at the time, if I'm not mistaken, Burt Newton. Now, Burt Newton wasn't hosting Family Feud at that point. And actually, it was called Burt's Family Feud. They attached his name to it. He only hosted Family Feud, I think, 2006 to 2007. So this would have been probably a year or so after the cancellation of uh, Burt's Family Feud. But yeah, Burt was invited to give running commentary on the special. Like I said, Kerry Packer died in 2005. And Doug Mulry, even though he was invited back to nine to judge Starstruck shortly after Packer's death, by the way, Starstruck, hosted by Larry Emder and Katrina Roundtree, based on the Stars in Their Eyes format. Humorously, the show was interrupted around 36 minutes in, the same time it was interrupted nationwide 16 years ago, cutting to the opening of Cheers. And then in comes Burt Newton, who said, instead, they get that announcement of technical difficulties, which you heard, which was true. It's technically very difficult to keep a show on air with Mr. Packer on the phone yelling at you. And so the special continued. Like I said before, it was censored and portions of Mulry's monologues, including jibes about fat kids, were cut as they were deemed to be no longer socially acceptable. They better have cut out the Rodney King joke. I would have cut that shit out. Well, I would have cut that immediately. But I mean, now it's 16 years after the fact. And obviously, the world's a lot more PC in 2008 compared to 1992. But yikes. That's all I can say. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. The show has not been seen or heard in its entirety outside of Australia, but bits and pieces do pop up on YouTube if you know where to look. Now, you think that this would be the end of the episode? But it's not. Because this is actually the story of submission number 007 Bravo Videos After Dark. Videos After Dark aired on ABC on March 12th, 2019. Now, for analytics, this is the sixth show we've covered that originated in 2019. Now, the others that we've covered from 2019, The Alliance of American Football, Abby's, Personal Injury Court, Stumptown and Man vs. Bear. What a wild card, huh? Man versus Bear. That was indeed wild and indeed cardi. And I just love another personal injury court reference. You know Big D would be proud. Big D probably would have made this show because, you know, there had to have been a video camera during his exploits. <laughs> Sorry, video hold on. A video camera of the sex swing breaking would have been hilarious. <laughs> it's the end of a long, hard day. We all need a funny show. The world has changed so much since we started videos. Get the little ones off to bed and don't watch this alone. It's time for videos after dark. Looks like you did try this at home. Hi, this is Videos After Dark. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of Videos After Dark. That's right, he's back. 
Bob Sabbath. You know what the best part of that open was? That giant neon sign, the big pink circle, and there's the headshot of Bob Saget in blue neon. That's gorgeous. That's the only good thing I'm taking away from that. Gene, what did you think about that neon sign? You're gorgeous. That was the only thing you could think to take away from that. Yeah, I mean, that was the only positive I took out of the opening. That beautiful neon circle with the headshot of Bob Saget in neon. That was cool. If the rest of the show is as good as that, maybe it might still be on. I don't know. But even that's a little up in the air because we know that Bob Saget's not with us any longer. But the show is actually a special first look episode of a series with more episodes that were planned to be broadcast later in the year. That was said on March 12th, 2019. And of course, as you heard in the intro, we had the first host of America's Funniest Home Videos, Bob Saget, returning to the stage and explaining that we have almost 30 years worth of material that was not suited for broadcast. So we took a second look at those videos and decided to put a few of them together for this special program. And I actually have a note here from Rob Mills, who is the Senior Vice President of Alternative at ABC. By the way, all you people who are watching Press Your Luck on ABC for the first time, you have that guy to thank. Thank you, Rob Mills. Thank you, Rob Mills. Thanks for the job. AFB has been a fixture in households across America for decades, and we are so happy that this show still resonates. Now the generation that grew up with the hilarious Bob Saget as the host of AFB is old enough to stay up past 10 p.m. to see him on videos after dark. Unfortunately, videos, ironically, of videos after dark, they don't exist in any capacity on the internet. That bit it, you heard with the intro, that's all I could find. That's it. That's all that exists on this whole internet. Of a one-off special from 2019. Of a one-off special from 2019. That aired as recently as four years ago. Four years ago on a major network in America. On a big four network in the U.S. That's all that exists right now. It ain't on Hulu. It ain't on Disney+. Plus. It ain't on Tubi, Greg. Yeah, and we all know Tubi will air any crap on it. I even tried the less than scrupulous Vimeo and Daily Motion. They're not there. Okay, hold on. I'm going to see if it's on a torrent site. It's got to be on something like the Pirate Bay. Does the Pirate Bay even still exist in 2023? Right? Uh, I think some of my students have actually used it in previous years. Yeah, it looks like it exists. All right, I'm taking a look. Oh, it does exist. Looks like it. ABC's website has a blurb about the show. But that's it. That's all it has. Oh, and for those curious, it is on the Pirate Bay. Not that we endorse that, mind you. Oh, no, no. I, I would never touch the Pirate Bay. That, that That's not a good torrent site, in my opinion. But it's out there if you want to see it. Very illegally, I might add. But it's out there. ABC does describe this show as... Home videos with an edgier twist. The hits are a little harder. The language a bit saltier. The animals a little less cute. The kids a tad less adorable. And the embarrassing moments more revealing. Okay. Out of all the shows that we have covered, Mike? Yeah? I got good news. 
The Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle Show is no longer the worst show we've ever covered on this podcast. Now, wait a second. I really thought Uncle Croc's Block was worse than the Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle Show. So even if Uncle Croc's Block was the worst show we ever covered, that title would have been held by Uncle Croc's Block for exactly two episodes. That's what you're trying to tell us. Yes. Jeez. Wow. Just wow. Although. This is CNN Breaking News. When I said that that intro to Videos After Dark was the only known footage of the show that I found. Not so. Because one of the people that was actually featured on that show recorded herself being recorded. Her name is April Brucker. She's juggling and, well, guys... A woman named April and her towel... You're going to want to wheel in grandpa to see this one. Through the intensive research we do for this show, we were able to determine that while watching this video, young men we showed it to could remember every single thing about this clip, except they could not recall the color of the towel. Strong move. You can't fault her folding. April will be back with us next week wearing a washcloth. That was not juggling. Just saying. <laughs> now, I got to admit, that was very impressive. Were you impressed with the quote-unquote juggling, or were you just enamored with her looks? Just say both. Yes. Yes, both. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, were it not for the fact that she recorded herself doing this, the intro would be the only known surviving legally obtainable by normal means footage of this show so thanks maybe hey we got to see a cute blonde twirling a pink bath towel yeah oh, so you do remember the color of it mike are you saying you didn't i did then again, I've got one of those photographic memories. So. Uh, you got a pornographic memory. Nice try. <laughs> oh! oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> and I'm sure Greg's like, I didn't even see a towel. Oh, I saw more than a towel, right? <laughs> the only thing I saw was a cute blonde and a towel. ABC, S&P would not let us see anything else, I'm afraid. Yeah, there was pixelation. But there you go. Videos After Dark, which aired 27 years after Australia's Naughtiest Home Videos. One was aired to its conclusion. The other one was pulled midway through. But in the end, here in 2023, they are both things on TV. But you can listen to us get absolutely ribbled on our past 359 episodes over at itwasathingontv.com. Of course, all of our episodes are available wherever fine podcasts can be streamed. Remember, like, subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars only because positive vibes only. And don't forget, we are on all social media, and it was a thing on TV, except for Facebook, because Carrie Packer called Mark Zuckerberg and said, get that shit off the air! So we were left with, it was a thing on TV podcast. Or alternatively, it was in Canada, it would be, get that garbage out of here! And in Cleveland, it's, get that big stuff out of here! And don't forget, we are also on YouTube. Do not forget to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you can stay up to date on all of our previous entries and all of our future entries as well, including what we have 
on Thursday as Lost in Translation Week 3 continues with a show that lasted about 42% shorter than Hudson Brothers' Razzle Dazzle show or Uncle Croc's block. Did you really do the math there? I totally did the math there. Chico's math is good. His phrasing is a little off. The show that we're going to cover on Thursday, it lasted 42% as long as the Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle show and Uncle Croc's block. But if you call now and promise to tell a friend about it, I will include, at no additional charge, Lil Rel Howery and a bunch of Lil Stunts. Because Lil Rel Anyway, this will all make sense next time, right here on It Was a Thing on TV. For Greg, for Mike, I'm Chico. Thank you ever so much for listening. Please be kind to each other, and we will see you para la próxima. Wow! That's a penis. Here's something. Uh, Paul, you know, you get that show coming up in the fall. Watch this. Tell them what it is, Paul. Yeah, well, it's just a kind of a thing I'm excited but about. But what is it, like that Bob Saget, America's Funniest Home Video well, Show? Well, it's sort of like, it's right? based on that idea. People that send idea in their videos? inspired us, uh-huh. but we do our own little turn on Well, what's it. the turn? We do our own. Well, it's, it's descriptions of America's Funniest Oh, so home it's not videos. actually videos. Well, it's, a, it's a similar to America's uh-huh. Funniest Home Videos, but we take it another step. Uh, they just describe the video. That's something like that. Okay, yeah. here, take a look that? at a clip. Welcome back to descriptions of America's funniest home videos for people who've lost or damaged their videotapes or who just never had a video camera in the first place. It's time to choose tonight's winner from our three finalists. Let's review their video descriptions again. Here's Sally Scott with Waiting Pool. My husband was filling the waiting pool in our backyard and our little boy came up behind him and knocked him into the pool. Yes, he was all wet. Now here's Tom Barker with Happy New Year. On New Year's Eve, my brother-in-law opened up a bottle of champagne and the cork hit me right in the nuts. Talk about a hangover. Now here's our third finalist, David Letterman with Cool Cat. I dressed my kitty up in a miniature tuxedo and then I would move her mouth open and close like that so she was lip-syncing to New York, New York. Great, now let's see which video description the audience chose. And the winner is... Happy New Year! Congratulations to our $10,000 winner, Tom Barker. Till next week. I deserve that prize. (laughs) That was a real tuxedo that I put on my kitty. Have you ever tried to put clothes on a kitty? Those cufflinks were actual onyx cufflinks. They cost me 40 cents. Looks like it's going to be a big hit, Paul. Kind of excited. I got my fingers crossed. Thank you. Thanks for the good wishes. 20 minutes later. That's it! That's it's it. over. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Ladies and gentlemen, I've said it before. I'll say it again. You can't script March. Wow. We saw history. My God. And hold on. Didn't Bailey Dickinson win in the first four, if I'm not mistaken? I believe so. So they would be the first 16 from the first four to advance for the second round? Yep. 